You ain't no damn Jackie Robinson. Welcome to episode number 188 of the Random Thoughts Podcast. That is R-A-N-D-U-M-B Thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill, and it was on this date in 2018, four years ago today, that episode one of Random Thoughts was dropped. So happy four-year anniversary to the show that is averaging 47 shows a year which isn't bad. You take a few weeks off, you get sick every now and then. And I appreciate everybody who's been hanging with us. I mean, we didn't do any good marketing for this particular episode, but if you want to jump on with a donation, four years going strong. And of course, we're only 12 episodes away now from the big two zero zero. And we're still having fun, even though the things in the world that I think believe need to be talked about are rarely fun and we're going to be doing something a little bit different on today's episode because there's some topics that you know old white guys shouldn't touch so i decided to bring some clips in in order to crystallize my thoughts using somebody else's words but before we get to that the big news of course the texas shooting where a crazy, out-of-their-mind 18-year-old went into a elementary school, grammar school, whatever they call them now, and shot a bunch of kids. Absolutely a horrible thing. The left cannot help but grasp onto a tragedy to go the political route, and that's kind of sad. But when they do so, they don't always get things right. Their knee-jerk reaction is always to just play politics. Their knee-jerk reaction is the concept that you can somehow get rid of guns in the United States. And I'm not sure how they think that's possible. We've talked about it over the last four years on this show just how many guns there are in the United States. And for me, it comes down to a simple argument that the founding fathers knew what they were doing when they put into the rights that we had, the right to bear arms. They knew what they were doing to be able to have weapons to defend ourselves from our government not just the average person on the street. They wanted us to have weapons that would be able to protect ourselves from an out-of-control government, and I think we're starting to see that. Worldwide, I think we're starting to see that, and it's going to be important for the citizens to be able to stand up and hold on to their rights. But for me, beyond that, Beyond believing that we have the right as free people to have weapons, to bear arms, even if you forget that for a minute, 
the next argument I make with the people on the left is a simple one. Not really an argument, I guess, as much as a challenge. If you can come into Chicago and get rid of the guns where they're already illegal, if you can get rid of the guns in Chicago, then we can have the debate. But you need to rid Chicago first of gun crimes. You need to rid Chicago of gun crimes, and then maybe we can have that debate. Because if you cannot remove the guns from Chicago, how are you going to do it from the country as a whole? For those of you not following Chicago closely, there's a great website that I have mentioned before called HeyJackass.com. And pulling them up as I'm recording the show right now, for the year to date in Chicago, 212 people shot and killed, 935 people shot and wounded for a total shot of 1,147 people, 235 homicides, which means that every three hours and three minutes, somebody is shot within the city limits of Chicago. And every 14 hours and 42 minutes, somebody is killed. So again, if you can come clean the guns out of Chicago, then we can maybe have that debate. We can maybe have that conversation. But the people on the left are so insane. They have no understanding of reality. And Joy Reid is one of the worst. Joy Reid is absolutely a horrible, vile, person who will play politics with the worst of intentions and in response to this texas shooting this is what she said school shootings by country you want to make it sound like the problem is the border so the the problem is coming over the border from mexico good luck with that 288 school shootings in the united states thus far in this year eight in mexico eight We are scores of magnitude more dangerous on this side of the border than that one. Maybe Mexico should build a wall to keep (laughs) the American mass shooters out because that would actually be more logical. That would be more logical if it wasn't a complete and utter fabrication. An utter lie coming from Joy Reid. I don't know specifically on school shootings, but Joy Reid wants us to believe that what's been currently going on in Mexico is safe? Is she insane? Does she not know what's been going on with the cartels? What's been going on in a lot of even the high-end resorts in Mexico? A lot of people are getting killed. A lot of people are being murdered. And Joy Reid doesn't want to hear that because she believes that it's much more dangerous in the United States. Well, Obviously, Joy Reid does not know how to look up the statistics of what's going on in the world. It's pretty easy to do, Ms. Reid. There's a thing, well, multiple things called search engines. You can put some data in and you can take a look. But I did. And I found this information on a website, worldpopulationreview.com. And one of the things they track is the homicide rate 
among different countries and different states. So if you want to see how you match up different cities, and I can give you a little spoiler here, the cities have a lot of in, in common as far as who runs them. But according to the data on worldpopulationreview.com, the United States has a homicide rate of 4.96 per 100,000 people. I mean, that seems high. And compared to a country maybe like Canada, where it's 1.76, it seems really high with the United States, 4.96 out of 100,000. But Mexico, homicide rate, Joy Reid says they should build a wall to keep out the horrible people in the United States because the violence in the United States, it is so bad, the Mexicans, they can't even imagine it. Homicide rate in the United States, 4.96 people per 100,000. In Mexico, can you want to guess? You want to play along at home? 29.07 homicides per 100,000 people. That's a difference of about 16,000 homicides in the United States and 36,000 in Mexico. The murder rate. Much higher in Mexico, Ms. Reed. Do you not know that? Are you just so stupid that you do not know that? Or do you know that nobody's going to go and look it up? And your audience is just brain dead. Just wants to hear one side's political spewing. Oh, guns are bad. We got to go get them. The reality of a situation is actually important. And that's the thread going through a bunch of different stories today is that the reality of the situation is actually important. And that gun violence in the, in the United States, it's an issue. But gun violence is part of living in a free society. Nobody really honestly seems to want to have that debate of what a country, when you take the guns away from the citizens, looks like and what happens when the government becomes tyrannical and does things that the citizens don't like then what do they do how do they fight back do people get killed yeah but people also get killed by baseball bats and knives right uk people get killed by being run over by vehicles bombs of all sorts right uk ireland People find a way to cause the carnage. So pointing to the gun itself is a very disingenuous argument because these are the same people that do not want to prosecute those who commit crimes with firearms. They want to go after the guns, but they do not want to go after the criminals who use guns to commit crimes. And that doesn't make any sense until you realize they're basically insane and just want to grab power away from those law-abiding citizens when you have these mass shootings it's a tragedy but for every nutcase with a gun if there's a good guy with a gun the situation gets resolved much quicker and the more you take away the weapons and the means of defense from law-abiding citizens, the more rampant crime can run because people know, well, what's going to happen to me? Nobody else has a gun. I'm a criminal. I still have my gun. So it just does not make sense. 
It does not make sense. One of the other big stories recently has been about the disinformation board, which really had no teeth to begin with and still doesn't. But then they told you that it was shut down, but it's not really. They're looking at rebooting this. It's something that Barack Obama had been talking about back when he was president. The whole, oh, if you hear your neighbors saying something that is not good, turn them in. Because, I mean, that's really good for a society. The narc on your neighbors concept, that always goes really, really well. But that was a part of Obama then, and it seems like it's part of Obama-Biden now. Because I don't think Biden has a thought in his head. So somebody's giving him this stuff with this disinformation board. But it was interesting, and I don't really put a ton of faith in polls, but it's always interesting to see the results. This was on whether people trust or don't trust that a disinformation board would get things correct. And getting them what is correct, I don't know. Is it really the truth of the matter? Or is it what one side wants to come out of it? 73% of Democrats trust the disinformation board. 73%. What kind of lemmings are these people? That they would trust a government agency to be like, nope, we can determine what is truth and what is not. 73% of Democrats. And this shows you the big line between the parties at this point, or the people at least that align with the parties only 16 percent of republicans and 21 percent of independents believe that a disinformation board could actually come in and accurately figure out what is misinformation what is lies and all the terminology they use is all absolutely insane but the concept of disinformation always comes down to well who gets to decide what is the truth and who gets to decide what is a lie. Very rarely do you have a topic that is black and white. There's always many shades of gray and deciphering those shades of gray and understanding the details and the context of what things happen in are very important, as we're going to talk about in a moment from another big MLB story where Tim Anderson's at the center. I don't talk about baseball much anymore because I haven't been following it, but it seems like when there is a story, Tim Anderson's a part of it, and that's kind of interesting as well. But what is misinformation? What is disinformation? What is a lie? The Washington Post tweeted today on May 25th, 2020, which was two years ago, George Floyd was shot and killed in police custody. His death sparked outrage, wide-scale protests, and calls to change policing. Two years later, what has or hasn't changed? Yes, that was the quote from the Washington Post from two years ago when George Floyd happened to now. The story changed a little bit. Did you catch that? Did you catch it in the tweet? They said, again, quote, on May 25th, 2020, George Floyd was shot and killed in police custody. George Floyd was not shot. George Floyd did die in police custody. He was killed in police custody. But George Floyd was not shot. This is the Washington Post. This is getting a major detail of a story 
that everybody knows. Wrong. I don't think if you ask anybody on the street what happened to George Floyd, I don't know many of them that'll say, oh, he was shot. But this is how bad the journalisming is over at the Washington Post is that whoever's posting their crap to Twitter doesn't even know what happened to George Floyd. And then you also realize that there's really nobody editing. There's nobody fact-checking. There's nobody proofreading this stuff because that should have been caught. George Floyd was shot and killed. So is this disinformation? What is this? Is this a lie? Is this somebody mistweeting, misspeaking? It's all very important to look at when you have a government with the power of the United States of America looking to implement a disinformation board. Will somebody be punished for misspeaking? Will somebody be punished for accidentally saying the wrong thing? Like, oh, no, wait, wait, I know George Floyd wasn't shot and killed, but that's what they posted. George Floyd was shot and killed. We all know that's absolutely not what happened, but the Washington Post doesn't or the Washington Post doesn't care, or this is just seeing how far you can push things before the, you know, the final straw will break something. I don't know. But it seems like a very strange mistake to make, especially in the world that we're living in, where disinformation and misinformation is what so many people are talking about as a a major issue. And we're never going to get to a point where people can agree on what is the truth. I mean, you might be able to say, well, he for sure said this or she for sure said this. But getting to intent, getting to context, it is way more complex than people want to give it credit for. And the Washington Post, I mean, if they'll lie to this extent. If they'll push this kind of a narrative, then, you know, think about what they're getting wrong when it comes to the minutia of stories. If they're somebody there at the Washington Post believes George Floyd was shot and killed or they're that stupid that they believe that and they post that, just question how much of the gray areas, how much of the minutia are they flat out getting wrong? And the minutia is where this next story really lives. And it is a story about the White Sox, a team that I have rooted for for my entire life. And the Yankees, a team that I've never liked. Don't like the Yankees. I've taken to rooting for the Red Sox over the last decade or so because I really don't like the Yankees. So the Yankees are really far down on my list. The White Sox are really high up. But in this case, I kind of have to side with the guy on the Yankees over then with the guy on the White Sox. And this all comes down to a comment that Josh Donaldson, a white guy with the Yankees, made to Tim Anderson, a black guy with the Chicago White Sox. And I looked and I couldn't find the episode here, but I believe at one point when this happened, I talked about it because back on episode number 33, I talked about Tim Anderson, again, black guy with the Chicago White Sox, yelling a racial slur at a white pitcher. And he called him a weak ass effing N word. And we're censoring because we're trying to be more polite 
to the kids that are listening. But that is what Tim Anderson did a couple of years ago, got suspended for a game for that. But around the same time, Tim Anderson, in an article in Sports Illustrated, so it was an article that I mean I saw, and I really wasn't following baseball at the time. But I saw it, the whole baseball world saw it, and it was in due to Tim Anderson being a bit of a showboater. Tim Anderson likes to flip his bat when he hits a home run. He likes to make the little, you know, hand gestures and all that. He wants to bring fun back to the game was his concept. He wanted to be a little bit more flamboyant. He thought it was all part of the game. And he referred to himself as a new Jackie Robinson, that he was trying to be the Jackie Robinson of ushering fun into the game. And I'm sure he didn't mean it in exactly the way that other people are taking it. But the way I took it was, uh, wow, you're comparing yourself to Jackie Robinson, a legend in Major League Baseball, the guy that broke the color barrier in Major League Baseball, who is revered by baseball fans of all sizes, shapes, religions, colors. Jackie Robinson is one of the few players in Major League Baseball history, I think, that most people can agree on was a true legend of the game. The only player in Major League Baseball history to have their number, Jackie Warren number 42, retired across every team. So if you ever wonder why, if you go to a ball game, there's nobody with a number 42. It's in honor of Jackie Robinson. Well, I remember when this news story came out of Tim Anderson referring to himself as the new Jackie Robinson. I mean, one, I remember the joke being just like the, uh, was it Dan Quayle? Like, no, sir, you're no Jack Kennedy. Well, this was the same kind of thing. Like, you're referring to yourself as Jackie Robinson? How is that not just such an inflated ego statement to not cause scorn? amongst your fellow teammates and people, your competitors that you're playing with. And it's almost amazing to me that this hasn't been happening daily to Tim Anderson since then, but I guess we've never heard about it. So if anybody else has ever dared to call him Jackie, then we hadn't have not heard about it in the interim, but that's exactly what happened with Josh Donaldson at a recent game. He said, hey, Jackie, what's up, whatever. And all hell ended up breaking loose. And of course, people started pointing to Josh Donaldson as being a racist. But again, I'm a white guy. So let me let the people involved and somebody else speak to what happened. This is what Tim Anderson had to say. They just made a, you know, disrespectful comment. Uh, you know, basically was, you know, trying to call me Jackie Robinson. Like, what's up, Jackie? Uh, you know, uh, I don't play like that. You know, I don't, I don't really play at all. Uh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't really you know, bothering nobody today. But uh, you know, he made a comment, and uh, you know, it was, it was disrespectful, and uh, I don't think it was called for. You call it disrespectful, Tony? Just said it was racist. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, same, same, same along, along that same line. Yeah. And this is where we start 
having issues. I mean, one, I don't know what Tim Anderson means that he doesn't play like that. I would find it really hard to believe that Tim Anderson doesn't trash talk considering he was suspended again two years ago. Talked about it here on episode 33 for calling a white player a weak ass effing N word, which I mean, that seems like a very racist word to throw around. Where in this case, Josh Donaldson called him Jackie. Again, something that Tim Anderson has referred to himself as the White Sox manager, Tony LaRusso, who was just getting up there in years that was not around when Tim Anderson made this comment. He was not managing the team at the time. I don't know if he understands that Tim Anderson referred to himself as Jackie Robinson, but for Tony LaRusso to come out and say that it was racist was an idiotic thing to say. And then somebody you heard there, a reporter asking Tim Anderson about that, and he just goes along with that, agreeing that the comment was racist, even though Tim Anderson knows that he referred to himself as Jackie Robinson. So this was a point where Tim Anderson could have made a statement about this. He could have diffused things, but that's not what he wanted to do. That was not the narrative he wanted to push. And the White Sox have been doing kind of crappy. So I'm wondering if this was kind of a team building exercise. They're kind of grabbing on straws here. But the reality is that it seems that these two guys have had a relationship in the past. They've run into each other. And that is exactly what Josh Donaldson says, and this was his side of the story. All right, so first inning, I called him Jackie. So let me give you a little context of that. 2019, he came out with the interview, said that he's a new Jackie Robinson of baseball. He's going to bring back fun for the game, right? And 2019, when I played for Atlanta, we actually joked about that on the game. Um, I don't know what's changed from, and I've said it to him, uh, in years past, not not in any manner than just joking around for the fact that he called himself Jackie Robinson, you know. Um, so, you know, if something has changed uh, from that, like my meaning of that is not at any term uh, trying to be racist by any fact of the matter. Um, it was just off of an interview that what he called himself and. When we said that before, we joked about it. He laughed, whatever. Obviously, he deemed that it was disrespectful. And look, if he did, I apologize. Like, that's not what I was trying to do by any manner. So at least Josh Donaldson came out with a statement. The statement seems to make sense. And he explained that it started back when he called himself Jackie Robinson. And it had been going on for a while between the two of them. So what changed? Nobody knows. But of course, there's half of the people out there saying this was racist. And I don't think that's fair. But again, I'm a white guy. So let me play a clip here from Jay Williams, a sports commentator on ESPN with his take on it. And then we'll hear from Stephen A. Smith, another black commentator from ESPN. But this is Jay Williams. So to me, Josh Donaldson may not be a likable guy. Um, to me, frankly, I don't think that was a racist comment like Tony La Russa has said it was. And, and here's why. 
if you call yourself something, you have made yourself open for game. It may be unnecessary. It may be disrespectful. But, Key, as you and I both know, in in game of sports, people talk trash all day long. It may not be the right kind of trash talk you may want to hear. But unless somebody's telling me that Josh Donaldson has had a history of saying racist-like remarks, then that's a different story. But you calling somebody Jackie in which they've called themselves in the past – to me, that's gamesmanship. That's trash talking. It may think, be nasty. Yeah, I don't, I don't Guys, know. It may be unnecessary. we're up against it. Let's carry this over. We have more to say about this. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. So kudos to Jay Williams for bringing some sanity into this and bringing up the trash talking, which if you've ever been involved in sports, you know that trash talking is a major part of what's going on, maybe more so in basketball because of the close quarters. But it goes on in baseball. It has for as many years as I followed baseball, people jawing from the bench, yelling at each other. And the interesting thing with that clip on ESPN radio was they never did go back to it. So Jay Williams followed another guy who talked about how bad Josh Donaldson was because all the White Sox players were saying it because other people were saying he was a bad guy. And Jay Williams uh, starts giving the other side of the story, which was like, no, it was just trash talking. It wasn't racially motivated. And all of a sudden, oh, we're up to a break and we have to go. And they never did get back to the topic. But to ESPN's credit, Stephen A. Smith took this on. And I have to say that Stephen A. Smith, who is a guy that I've seen a bunch of times on television, even outside of the sports world because he shows up on Bill O'Reilly's program and he's a very liberal guy and he has some very good debates with Bill O'Reilly when it comes to politics and race and all this other stuff. So I figured it would be interesting to hear his point of view and he crystallized my point of view so well that we're going to play some clips of him here. Here's what upsets me about this. We are having a conversation about race And I can't sit here and tell you that anything Josh Donaldson said was racist. I think that it's actually wrong for people to attach racism or racist to Josh Donaldson today or for this incident. I don't know the man at all. Never met him. Never talked to him. Don't know anything about him. I don't even know. I'm not even aware of what you said. You're aware of Marcus that he doesn't seem to be particularly well. Like I've got to ask the baseball aficionados that cover the sport how true that statement is. I have no idea who the man is. I mean, I've seen him play. Okay. And I saw, I saw that he came down on Anderson's arm when Anderson was trying to go back to third base, when he overran third base rather, and was going back and they tried to get him out of the third base. You don't come down on his arm like that. I can look at that. But as it pertains to this particular comment being racist or invoking racism, here's where my problem lies. Tim Anderson said you had a problem with that. Well, Josh Donaldson stood before the media, no written statement, no tweet, no anything, right in front of everybody. Report, no statement issued and he disappeared and you couldn't find him looking for him. No, right in front of the media. He said, let me give you the history. And then he said that he had said this to Tim Anderson on several occasions in the past. Both of them had joked about it and it was fine. So if that's true, How come Tim Anderson hasn't talked about that? See, what I'm saying to you is this. We have to be fair because if you're Tim Anderson 
and you're addressing this subject, well, address what he said. Did, did he call you that before? Were you two joking about it? Did you say that in the Sports Illustrated article? Was that where this bred from? And if that is the case, were you offended by it then? Because he's saying, no, it was understood. Because why? Jackie Robinson integrated the sport of Major League Baseball, 1947. Jackie Robinson stood tall and high as an African-American that wanted to make sure he integrated the sport and assisted greatly in that. We all know what Jackie Robinson stands for. And Tim Anderson, looking at the paucity of African-Americans participating in the sport of Major League Baseball, he wants to take that position. So guess what? Did he mind being called that? We don't know. And because we don't know, and Tim Anderson hasn't enlightened us about it, now here Josh Donaldson has to deal with the fact that he's being called racist. And this is the thing, and I'm going yeah. to go back to you, Swaggo, and Molly with this. Here's why I'm annoyed by it. We got to make sure when we make accusations like that, that it counts. It's damn near pretty irrefutable what you are. Agreed. Because when you... Leave that wiggle room for denial. It heightens a level of sensitivity that we're perceived as having. It gives others an excuse to be tone deaf to when we're making those arguments. And then when real, bona fide, undeniable, unequivocal, racist behavior is exhibited and put on display, people get to feign denials and all of this other stuff no, because wait. so many times we're bringing this up. I'm just saying no, no, no. we got to be careful. About I could not agree more with that, Stephen A. Smith, that you need to be sure that throwing these accusations around in a situation like this where it doesn't appear that it was a racially motivated thing Really, it does not bode well for Tim Anderson. It does not bode well for Tony La Russa, And it does not bode well for the whole team that is rallying around this, especially if it comes out that this is all true, that Tim Anderson and Josh Donaldson had been going about for years with this name being thrown around and there was never a problem. So was it not racially motivated before? Was it not the same? What changed? And Josh Donaldson asked that question. Because those details, that minutia is important. If these two guys have had a relationship and it had been part of their joking back and forth, and Tim Anderson doesn't talk about that, and Stephen A. Smith has a big problem with that, I think rightfully so, because this was what was brought to the public's attention. And this is another part of this that Stephen A. Smith was the only one that brought up this next point. And I think it's a valid one. But Marcus, here's what I think you're not bringing up. It's not that you missed it. You're not bringing it up, but it's very, very important. These individuals were not mic'd and we heard this and this brouhaha came to be. You informed us about this. So the point mm -hmm. that you informed us about this, why would you leave out the fact that y'all have been joking about this for years? See, that's where it gets tricky. And because that's the tricky element of it all, the point, because that's the tricky element of it all, remember, Jackie can sit up there. If, if the league is 7.2% African-American and you view yourself as being the next Jackie Robinson because you're using it as an opportunity to highlight the paucity of African-American participation in the world of Major League Baseball and somebody is calling you Jackie based off of that, then that's entirely yeah. different connotation. Yeah.
And so to give Josh, to, for Josh Donaldson to highlight that yeah. and to explain that to me, Tim Anderson has just as much of an obligation to elaborate on yeah. what Absolutely. their relationship Absolutely. was and what that statement meant. Absolutely, because there's some missing and holes in the story. And again, there's three sides to every story, right? His side, her side, hey, and listen, the truth. There's, 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 everybody, listen, right. everybody ain't racist, but there's, 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 there's quite a few damn racists in this country. Ain't no question about it. All I'm saying yeah. is, when you call somebody racist, I need to be able to look and go you like this. Yeah, it. yeah, 100%. that's true. 100%. It can't be this kind of 100%. wiggle room because yeah. you dilute real pertinent racist issues and you take the, the profile away from real racist. That's what you got to be careful yeah. of as a black person in my estimation. I agree with Stephen A. Smith. Tim Anderson needs to come out and talk about what had happened before and what had changed and why this became the issue that it was because again, what was said on the field was brought to the reporters by Tim Anderson and by Tony LaRussa. It was labeled a racist thing, but just using the name Jackie again, why is that considered racist? Major league baseball came down with a one game suspension. And this is Stephen a Smith responding to that. This is one day after the audio you just heard. I think this suspension by Major League Baseball was bogus. I think that Josh Donaldson was done wrong on this. And I want to emphasize why without disagreeing with what you just said in terms of being invited, I totally get that. I totally agree. I'm a black man just like you. Totally agree. We're 100% lockstep on that. I'm talking about this specific relationship with Tim Anderson and Josh Donaldson. Yes, George Floyd happened. That is absolutely true. My point to you is yes, this. Tim Anderson knows that. Josh Donaldson knows that. If there was communication between the two and Josh Donaldson comes out and he explains where it emanated from, then if you're Tim Anderson, you need to tell us, excuse me, you found it disrespectful. What about what he said that y'all were talking? Y'all just talked a few months ago. Y'all just talked last season. You talked the season before that. Was it offensive then? Because when you start talking about things okay. moving and things changing, wait a minute here. What if Tim Donaldson, let me ask you, uh, uh, I'm not asking you this. It's a rhetorical question. If Josh Donaldson sat up there and said, you ain't no damn Jackie Robinson. Should, the, should, the, should, should, should MLB suspend him off of that? I'd say no. You're the opposition. You win an article calling yourself the next Jackie Robinson. I'm looking you dead in your face as a competitor against you and saying, <laughs> no, you ain't him. You didn't integrate the sport. You ain't the player that he was, et cetera, et cetera. I'm right. saying, if I'm Josh Donaldson, yeah, we don't know that. Josh, and so, and hold on, hold Josh on, Donald hold on. Yeah, because we it. don't know that. Because yeah. we don't know that. My issue is, is that Tim Anderson, and I'm not against him in any way. I'm not even saying that he's wrong about what he's saying. I'm saying when Josh Donaldson explained himself to me, Tim Anderson has an obligation to address that assertion about Dan, uh, about Josh, from Josh Donaldson before Major League Baseball takes a position or before we take a position. What I get tired of from our community is when Josh Donaldson, to use this example, you make an assertion and an allegation 
And then we want to grab stuff from a historical perspective and bring everything into the mix without hearing from Tim Anderson directly addressing the assertion that Donaldson made about what their relationship was like. That's why I feel Donaldson is getting screwed over here. The MLB is making a political statement to finally make themselves look right in the eyes of America because Major League Baseball is always the last to the party. Okay. Okay. But Josh Donaldson right. Right. made well, an assertion. Yeah. Where's that, where's that response from Tim Anderson? That's what I want well, to know. Again, very well said by Stephen A. Smith of ESPN. Because otherwise this reeks to me of race baiting. That Tim Anderson here is just doing something that's horrible. That this is a guy that I spoke highly of in the past. Who seems like maybe he's going to be a clubhouse cancer. If this was the kind of stuff that you're going to allow stand, if you know that somebody was just ribbing you because you called yourself Jackie Robinson in an article and you try to make that racially motivated and you don't correct your 80 year old manager, whatever Tony LaRusa is, who maybe just has his head so far up his behind at this point that he doesn't know what's going on that you didn't correct it. I mean, yeah, it's trash talking, but trash talking goes on in sports. And there's a big difference between trash talking and racially motivated slurs. And I think it's important, which I think is exactly what Stephen A. Smith was going on about, exactly what Jay Williams was going on about, that it's important to differentiate between those. Because the question becomes, again, why is it racist to refer to Tim Anderson? as Jackie when he called himself Jackie Robinson in an interview. It would be the same thing. Me to call myself, hey, you know what? I think I'm the new Rush Limbaugh. I mean, hefty goals or lofty goals. I mean, Rush Rush was a hefty guy, as am I. But lofty goals. If I came out and said, hey, I'm the new Rush Limbaugh. And if I ran into somebody that called me Rush, If I ran into Mo Fax, if you're not familiar with Mo Fax and Adam Curry show, Mo Fax is a black podcaster. If I ran into Mo then and he was like, hey, hey, Rush, is that racist? I don't think so. It doesn't make any sense to me how it's a racist thing. And the fact that it was played off as such shows you what is wrong in this country, that the real problems, again, Stephen A. Smith hitting it out of the ballpark because then the real problems get brushed under the rug. Nobody's talking about it because we're dealing with this kind of superfluous, superfluous, superfluous. It's one of those words. It's a big word. I shouldn't have tried to use it because I'm not the next Rush Limbaugh, but the big subjects then get lost in the shuffle. And this is just another case as we've heard the guys talking about here, Major League Baseball making a political decision because they want to be woke. They want to do the correct thing because they always get it wrong. But I do believe it would be really nice if Tim Anderson could come out and talk about his relationship with Josh Donaldson in the past if they had the conversations that Josh Donaldson said they did or not. I mean, he could just, I guess, straight out call him a liar. And from there, we should really also question 
if somebody calls themselves Jackie Robinson or Rush Limbaugh and somebody makes reference to that, why is it racist? Just because the person saying it is white? If Josh Donaldson was black and he called Tim Anderson Jackie, is that racist somehow? I don't know. And this is also the issue you get into where you start making these rules that, well, it's okay for certain people to say certain things to certain people, but not for certain other people to say certain things to other people in the certain way that the certain people that said it in the first place may have said it to them. Because then it's a no-win situation. Major League Baseball finally got the DH into both the National League and American League, and I didn't care which way it went whether they put the DH in to the National League or got rid of the DH in the American League. I just think it's important in sports and in life that people play by the same set of rules and everybody has the same set of rules and everybody is treated equally, whether that's equally good or equally bad, as long as you're being treated equally and the deck isn't stacked against you and the rules are the same, I think we can all get along and figure out exactly it is what we need to do. That's what I've been doing here on the Random Thoughts podcast for four years now. And I appreciate everybody for taking the time to listen to the show. I certainly hope you get some value out of it. I'm certainly hoping you've learned something new, look at something from a different perspective. The show does work on the value for value model, which means the shows go out there. You don't have to pay anything for them. You can listen to them to your heart's content. But I just ask if you've gotten any value out of the show over the last four years to put a number on how much value that is. Maybe it's a dollar. Maybe it's a Starbucks latte, which is what, like five bucks now? Maybe it's a gallon of gas. And that could be like hundreds of dollars wherever you are. But you put the number on it. Then you can go to random thoughts, R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com slash donate. Click the donate button to do a one-time or monthly donation through PayPal. Use one of the QR codes or wallet addresses if you want to go the crypto route. Use the P.O. Box address. All of them are very much appreciated. On today's show, one producer to thank, and that would be Sir Sean of the Allegheny Valley with his $15 monthly donation, and that is very much appreciated. And I'm just asking you to jump on board and show some value back if you've gotten any value out of the show. Again, randomthoughts.com slash donate. Four years. Where does the time go? I will be back with another episode next week on Wednesday. Until then, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening.